You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Three Mall. Welcome into another Three Maw Pod. I'm your host, Cole Manbeck, B.Y. and John, unable to make it tonight due to conflicts, but that's okay because we've got a great guest to fill their void as we're joined by former K-State women's basketball player, Missy Heydrich, longtime color analyst for K-State women's basketball, both on radio and on TV as well. Missy and play-by-play man Brian Smoller are outstanding together. Terrific duo calling K-State women's hoops. Missy also serves as a columnist and podcast host for the next, a website dedicated to college, international, and WNBA basketball. And Missy also out there calling some games on TV. She was on uh, the call on CBS North Sports Network just this last week for a men's hoops game between Weber State and an Oral Roberts team that uh, the K-State men's basketball team took to overtime earlier this year, knocking them off 88-78. to 78. Missy, thanks so much for, for jumping on with us. We're thrilled to have you on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Well, so... The, the K-State women are off to an incredible start. I don't have to tell you that. They're 16-1. They're 4-0 and they're and to begin Big 12 play as they head into a huge showdown in Manhattan against top 10 Texas Saturday at Bramlage Coliseum, which, by the way, I don't want to bury the lead, folks. If you haven't gotten tickets to go watch this team or you're looking for something to do Saturday, get to Bramlage Coliseum. Buy up the tickets. You can go for as cheap as $10. If you're a student, you get in free. I remember going to numerous games as a kid during the Wecker, Oldie era, et cetera. Great atmospheres. Pack Bramlage Coliseum, fill the seats. These girls deserve all the support in the world. So get to Bramlage Coliseum Saturday for the game against Texas, 1 p.m. tip. But again, 4-0 start in league play, 16-1 start. Has this team surprised you in any way with the level of success they've had through 17 games, Missy? Uh, well, I would have to say yes. And um, I preface that answer based upon... Um, Myself and multiple other people across the country, if you go back to, you know, mid early October and everybody's putting out top 25s and I, I'll be honest, I write a top 25 preview every year at the next. I've done it for the last three seasons and Kansas State was not in my top 25 because I felt like there were just still too many question marks. And the ultimate question mark in all of this was returning someone like Ioka Lee to the lineup. And when you when you look at where this team was last season without her in the lineup and bringing back basically the same players, and then when you would add her in, what would that look like? And, um, you know, I even pressed Jeff Mitty a little bit at Big 12 Media Days. You know, it's like, all right, Jeff, so, you know, coach, here's what's going to happen. You are going to add in a 6'6 All-American again. What are you, you know, what's going to, what are we doing? Are you changing your system? Are you going to play slower? You know, how, how do you get these kids that were rapid fire, run and gun, hunt threes all season last year? How are you going to get them to not do that? How are you going to get these young players to see, oh, I got to feed my post player instead? And so it's it was systematic for me in terms of what you were going to see on the floor. But then also it all really goes around her as an individual and where she was going to be physically and what her game was going to be and how she was going to be able to manage um, the physicality and the speed and getting back to it. When you go 600 plus days and you haven't played a game, I mean, she didn't pick up a basketball 
I actually had her on my podcast on Lockdown Women's Basketball in early May of 2023. And she was literally just hadn't even really picked up a ball at that point. And so you think about, well, how are you? How is this person? Yes, it's like riding a bike. And some people will tell you that. But you have to put yourself in that position in terms of being able to perform. And so now we look at where they sit today, 16 and one undefeated in the league and what she's been able to do. And and I I live and die by this methodology right now. And I will, you know, as Ioka Lee goes, this team goes. And what we're seeing now is the fact that she has finally, I think, come back into her own. She's become much more comfortable. Um, and there's been games where she's played 20 minutes. There's been games where she's been north of 35. And she's been handling that and being able to do that to the best of her ability. Um, so the surprise to me, Cole, I think ultimately is just that she has been able to return and return at the level of which she's at now. And yeah, I mean, return averaging almost 20 points per game. And, and Missy, I don't need to tell you this, but she's shooting a career best 68% from the floor. Right. She's right. third in the she's third in the country in field goal percentage. She's averaging two point six blocks per game. She's top fifteen there, averaging eight boards per game. It's like she just picked off right where she left off, and she's actually doing it as we mentioned at a higher efficiency because she's only playing twenty five minutes per game, which we'll get to on the minutes distribution and how good this is actually for the long term, uh, the success of this team as well with how they're distributing and have built more depth. But uh, I, I guess on the topic of Ioka Lee, then Missy, I mean the defense is obviously been the storyline of this team that they're third in the country in field goal percentage defense limiting teams to 31 and a half percent they're second in the country in three-point defense at 22 percent from beyond the arc held 10 consecutive teams to under 60 points only two of their 17 opponents have reached the 60 point mark this year or shot 40 percent from the floor last season case it was 169th in the country in field goal percentage defense at 40 percent yeah so is it is it a matter of just Ioka Lee's presence down in the paint, altering shots and that that six foot six presence and how good of a defender she is and altering the way this team has defended and becoming one of the best defenses in college basketball. How did they turn things around like this? Well, I think it's I think it's multifaceted. Number one, when you have uh, when you have a rim protector like that in men's or women's basketball, um, it, it changes things. It changes how you can be more aggressive out front, how you can attack people. And and give credit because I think that um, all of the other players on on the floor, they have length, they have size, they have athleticism and quickness out front, and that's made a big difference. So because you've got someone to clean up your mess, let's say I get beat off the dribble drive, and but now I got somebody to help me out. Before there wasn't that kind of help in the in the middle of the paint. So they've been more aggressive, and I think they've used that length and that athleticism to their advantage. The other part you have to remember is, is that when this team has been really good offensively, then it allows you to get your defense set. Now, all of a sudden, you're not playing live ball transition defense all of the time, which uh, it, when you go back and look at last season, multiple teams were able to just destroy this K-State team out in transition. And it was because of turnovers and it was live ball turnovers and it was terrible mistakes that other people were just taking the other way. They were creating offense with their defense. They flipped that script a little bit more this season, I think, and created more offense with their defense. And it isn't always a breakout layup. It might be just to give, be able to get a steal, to be able to use kind of a secondary break look. And, hey, 
They don't have deep. The, the opponent doesn't have defense that gets back. They let Ioka Lee camp out deep. She gets posted up. They can't move her. And now she's shooting layups all day. So I think all of those things kind of go together is better offense, being more efficient, but then utilizing the tools that they have better and having a rim protector. It absolutely changes what teams have to do against you. Jeff Mitty used to be somebody who played a lot of zone at yeah. Kansas State on the defensive end of the floor. And and you don't see a lot of coaches adjust their mentality, right, and how they coach. Like you look at Jim Beheim at Syracuse. He, he right. stuck with the zone his entire career. You'd never see him play, man. Jeff Mitty's now transitioned to playing a man-to-man. Just how difficult is it to transition from a zone defense to a man-to-man? And, and how impressive it is that K-State is doing it such, at such a high level? Well, the one thing you have to remember, too, I think, is is that any good zone defense, whether it's a 1-3-1, one, one, a 2-3, however you, know, one, however you want to do it, any good zone is built on man-to-man principles. So you have to be able to teach good man principles to start. Then you're going to have to be able to stay in front of shooters. You have to know how to close out. You've got to be able to funnel penetration towards the baseline, towards help. You've got to keep people out of the middle of the floor. When Kansas State now, within their man defense, keeps people out of the middle of the floor and they push them baseline, they get them stopped, they get to where the help is, and most of the time, 20-plus minutes a game, that's going to be Iokali on the backside. That's where they're really good. When teams get to the middle of the floor, everybody has problems because you are exposed. Now, all of a sudden, that penetration becomes an open shooter in the corner or that penetration is a double team and somebody overreacts and it's a dump down for an easy layup. So I think that just the principal aspect of it is there. I think Jeff went away from zone because the world has turned into the three-point shooting. When he was at TCU and earlier in his K-State career, the three-point shot wasn't as explosive as it is now. And pretty much everybody's got shooters on their team and everybody plays a hybrid. And there are very few of the traditional back to the basket five players, you know, the Ioka Lees of the world, there aren't that many of them left. You know, you look at the list of the top 25 centers, you know, on the watch list and all of those things across the country. A lot of people would say, Mah, she's a hybrid. Same thing on the men's side. They're going to say, you know what? That's that's going to be, you know, they're really a four or five player because they can step out and they can shoot the three. So it's just not traditional. Um, but I give credit because, especially in the Big 12, when you look at the the teams and what, the, what they do, I think it is, you know, when you stick to something and then you say, you know what, we're going to go with our man-to-man and we're going to hang our hat on it, you got to give credit because this has been a very good defensive team so far. Yeah, and, and I should have mentioned earlier on the defensive end of the floor as well, tying it into Ioka Lee, I mentioned the 2.6 blocks, but K-State is a team, 6.4 blocks per game, number six in the country as well. So they have just been terrific on that end of the floor, and we are going to dive in and talk more K-State women's basketball. But first, as always, we have to tell you about our friends at Home Field Apparel. Get stocked up with your Home Field Apparel gear. They, I have over 15 Home Field items in my closet. They're the best. I've got 40 other items on their website at homefieldapparel.com. As always, retro sleek gear, retro logos, all the alternate logos of K-State gear. That's their style. Super comfortable. Go get stocked up with Home Field Apparel gear. Go to homefieldapparel.com and uh, get 15% off with discount code 3MAW23 when you, st- when you check out. All right, we'll be back to talk more K-State women's hoops with Missy when we come back from break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. KC Sports Network. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Missy, how big was that Iowa win on the road, game three of the season? You know, it was a game on national television. I think it caught the attention of a lot of folks and said, all right, this team is for real. They're still the only team to beat Iowa this year. Iowa is 16-1. and one. They're number six in the NCAA net rankings currently. K-State held Caitlin Clark, the defending national player of the year, to one of her worst shooting performances of her entire college basketball career, and the Hawkeyes to one of their worst shooting efforts during the Caitlin Clark era. How big was that for this team from a confidence standpoint? All right, we can we can go on the road. We can beat a team like this and building that confidence moving forward the rest of the way. I think it was huge. And especially for some of those younger players that got quality minutes in that game, you know, Taryn Sides, um, you know, as, as Diana Walker, players that hadn't been in that kind of environment yet. That was big. You know, that is very th- that gives you a taste. That's an NCAA tournament type. Um, environment. Uh, And so you have to be ready for that. And I think it also proved that this is a team that can win and has been able to win games in multiple ways. You know, they put up big numbers, big scoring numbers, but that was not an over, you know, that was not a huge offensive explosion game on for either team when they played in Iowa city. And then when they played them 10 days later in Florida on a neutral court, it was a, I believe 77 to 70. So it wasn't like these were games where somebody just blew the roof off and scored a bunch of points. So you're battling and you're grinding and you're managing. You know, you look at the game in Iowa City and Lee picked up a couple early fouls. So they had to kind of deal with that. So you go a couple games, you're like, this is great. I got my 6'6 All-American back. And then boom, she's in foul trouble. All right, 
how are we going to react? What's going to be, you know, how do we come back from this? And I think they did all of those things um, that you had to do. It wasn't pretty, but it's a big win. And and that is a confidence boost. Absolutely. And I think they've been able to use that to their advantage here as they continue and start on what is going to be a very difficult Big 12 schedule. Jeff Mitty's talked about the depth of this team and how there's little to no drop off when he goes to the bench. K-State has eight players averaging 16 minutes or more. And we talked about it earlier, Missy. You look at someone like Lee coming off a knee injury. She's averaging 25 minutes per game. That's a career low, which is probably a good thing. She was right around 29, 30 minutes per game in his career coming in. Gabby Gregory, 25 minutes per game compared to 34 last season. Serena Sundell, averaging a career low 27 minutes per contest compared to 32 as a sophomore, 33 as a freshman. Just how big is that depth? and minute distribution and helping the Wildcats sustain long-term success this season and keeping everyone more fresh. I think it's huge. I mean, I think any coach across the country will tell you that. Um, And that, you know, having depth at specific positions is incredibly important. Um, I think this K-State team has probably got a little bit more depth out front, you know, when you look at their backcourt and, you know, your your three positions, your shooting guards. Um, I think one of the K-State coaching staffs and, and Jeff Mitty's con, you know, concerns as the season has gone, have they've started and will probably continue is a bit of that true presence when they have to take Lee out of the game and they don't really have another um, sufficient post that they can really go to when they've taken her out, they've gone smaller and Sanchez has come in. They played, that means you're playing a little bit smaller. You're playing a little bit more five out. It could be quicker, faster, at a, at a more of a pace than you would have seen when Lee's in the game. Um, but I, if if there was one area where I would say that I think that they are, that they don't really have very good depth, it is when they take her out and say, hey, I need another, I need another solid five. I don't have another big I can really put in there. Um so what does that look like? Well, you know, it depends. I mean, against Oklahoma, you know, they didn't need that as much. I mean, she only had what? I think it was three points in the first half. Um, but she finishes with 19 and she goes a little over 27 minutes. I mean, she had a really good second half and they were much more effective and efficient in getting her the basketball. But against Oklahoma, who doesn't have a ton of size and isn't super post oriented, that is as much of a concern. Now, you're going to go up against somebody like Texas on Saturday, and that's a whole different story because of what they can bring to the floor and what their postgame looks like. And you're going to see it with others across the league as well. Do they have enough weapons when teams double Lee and the post? I saw Oklahoma doing that early on in the game last night, Missy, and obviously that's going to be something that teams are going to be doing often to Kansas State, and they were daring them to shoot the three-point shot. They weren't falling early on for the Wildcats in the game. They're 31.6% from three on the season so far. Is that the biggest concern for you moving forward as you look ahead, or or do you even have any concerns, really? Well, I think I've always said, um, you know, and you could go back, <clears throat> excuse me, you could go back to to teams even, you know, in the Nicole Oldie area, et cetera. You know, you look at people, pick your poison. How do you want to guard them? So you could choose. You could choose to take everybody else away, and you could just give it to Lee and let her go to town. And we're not going to double. You know, we'll maybe double. We're going to bring some help side. But if she goes for 35, we're going to take that. We're going to force everybody else to have to beat us. I think what happens, and you know, this is basic basketball. If you're a double or triple team, somebody else is open. 
Therefore, the biggest key is she's got to get the ball out of her hands quick, which she's a good passer. She's got great court vision. She's got to find that open player. I think this is going to definitely be later as the season goes on and as people start watching film and the scouts change that this is going to come down to Kansas State being able to produce from the perimeter. Now, can you continue to win games, hang your hat, maybe only scoring 60 and holding somebody to, you know, under 60 points? May Yes, maybe not. You go back and look at Oklahoma. I mean, they were 7 of 28 from behind the three-point line. I mean, they hit a few more of those threes uh, last night, and that's a very different ballgame. And Oklahoma can score, and they can shoot. So you you sometimes you're kind of playing with fire a little bit here, and I think if 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 you're K-State, you have to, to think where this team is most effective when they can get her the basketball where she can operate. And that's going to come down to being incredibly efficient, putting her in positions where she can score, but then they're going to not only going to have to hit perimeter shots, but they're going to have to put it on the floor and they themselves have to get to the rim. This could be a team that can beat people at the free throw line. You got to be aggressive. You got to put it on the floor and be willing to go. And I think if that, if they can have that type of mentality, that attack mentality more than just settling for the three-point shot, because let's remember, three can shoot you in a game, but can also shoot you out. Absolutely. You see that night in and night out. Sometimes uh, the shots are falling. It, it, look, I, I was watching the K-State men's game against West Virginia earlier this week. West Virginia was 317th in the country in three-point shooting. They come out 6-12 to start the first half. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, these guys... Yes. You just never know. I mean, yes. the, the shots some nights are going to fall, but then the, the law of averages often prevail. They went two of 11 from beyond the arc in the second half. Right. So the, the the defense gets the headlines, uh-huh. but but on the offensive end of the floor, K-State is shooting 48%, 48.5% from the floor. That ranks 15th nationally. They were 199th in the country last year at 40%. And to me, when I look at the numbers and when I watch them, Missy, perhaps, and this kind of ties into you talking about you know, the mistakes on the offensive end of the floor last year, hurting them defensively. But one of the biggest areas of improvement this year, K-State's fourth in the country with 21 assists per game, assisting on 69% of their made field goal attempts. They're sixth in the country with a 1.56 assist to turnover ratio. Last year, they had more turnovers than assists. Mm -hmm. And and that brings me to the question, just how big has the addition of Zy Walker been for this team at guard? And then also freshman guard, Taryn Sides, who... You don't see this type of poise a lot from a freshman guard. She's number two nationally with a four-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio. Yeah, I think both of those young guards have been um, huge additions, and I think they give them that depth that we were just talking about earlier because I think that's very important, that you're not going to have to rely on a Serena Sundell and Gabby Gregory to have to play 38, 40 minutes a game. And down the stretch, that's going to get hard, and it wears on you. And also, you have to understand, you're going to see pressure. And sometimes people always say, oh, well, pressure's coming at you, and you just got to beat it and, you know, don't turn it over. But after a while, people don't realize, like, as a player, how much that wears you down. If I've got somebody in my grill for 94 feet for 40 minutes, I mean, it just it's tiring because they're in your face and they're on you and it's all the time and you don't get a break. And that's a lot. Um, so I think having some other other faces that can, and other people that can handle the basketball is huge. Um, but going back to the freshman and keep in mind, Walker. She's a redshirt freshman. She only played, I think it was eight games, maybe less than that um, at Louisville before she took a medical redshirt and then decided to transfer sides as a true freshman. I think they both have, um, they bring different things to the floor, 
But I think what you see from them is an aggressiveness. You see good court vision and understanding what their role is. And I think that's one of the hardest things for young players to come into this game is you not only have to, I got to understand the physicality, I got to understand the speed, but I got to know what I'm, what's my role. They, they, they're coming, you know, take Terrence Sides, for example, she's coming from an environment where all she did was everything, right? She scored. She, she was the number one scorer. She was the number one rebounder. She was good at, when she wanted to pass, she could pass. She shot threes whenever she wanted to. She did whatever she wanted at 3A level basketball in Kansas, right? So now I have to decide, now I come into this environment. That's not my role right now. That's not what you're here to do. You're here to distribute. You're here to get it to your 6'6 All-American inside. You're here to hit open shots when you're open and to play smart basketball. Use the IQ, use what got you here, and that's what she's done. I think Walker, her tools might be a little bit different in the sense that she probably brings more speed and aggressiveness, and you've seen that, where she can put it on the floor and create, but she's also been really good defensively. So I just applaud the fact that it's two freshmen, most, you know, for the most part, um, who are playing within themselves, and, and I like to see that because it happens all the time, and I see it on both the men and the women's side. You see young players just try to do too much, and that's when they put themselves in trouble, and that's when they end up sitting next to coach and they're not out on the floor. You want to be on the floor? Then do what you're told and do what it is that's been asked of you, and those two youngsters really are doing it. We'll get to uh, the Texas matchup in just a moment and break it down a little bit more in depth before we wrap up, but Serena Sundell is someone I wanted to also ask you about, Missy. She's someone who got thrown into the fire as a freshman, She's now shooting a career-best 55% from the floor while averaging better than four and a half assists per game. What are, what are the biggest strides you've seen from her this year? Well, I think she's become more comfortable as a scorer. You know, obviously, again, it goes back to what we were talking about. Everybody that comes into college basketball at this level, you know, if you're going to play a P5 Division One, everybody's the best player on their team. Unless you're at like IMG or Sunrise Academy and you've got like five guys that all are going D1, right? Like, everybody's the best player. So everybody's the number one scorer, but it's different. Um, I think for Sundell, because as a freshman, she was asked to handle, you know, so much of the ball handling to become a point guard a year ago. It was so different because you don't have Lee and they're changing system and we're going faster and we're hunting threes and trying to figure it out. I think she's, I think this is just much more of a comfortable system for her this year with Lee it gives her probably um, a little bit more confidence in herself. And and you see her, again, just trying not to do too much. I think there were instances last year where she put herself in bad spots because she was trying to create, because they just needed something to happen, right? They just needed to get a win. They just needed to get a bucket here or there to get themselves over the hump and, and couldn't do it. Now it's a little bit more natural. And I think for her, she's got... She's a heady player. She sees the floor, um, understands, you know, when to kind of pick and choose her opportunities. And I think that's why her numbers have gone up. Her percentages are higher. And and she's embraced. I mean, she's I you see her be a leader. She's probably not um, she's becoming more vocal, I think, learning how to be that type of point guard. Um, but also having not having to play 40 minutes a game, I'm pretty sure that's not so bad either. She probably feels a lot better physically. Yeah, no, for sure. And I always feel bad I ask you about specific players and then I forget to name some of the others. But obviously we all know Gabby Gregory is an outstanding player and think there's probably more. 
you know, with Gabby, she's still she's averaging around just under ten points per game, Missy. But she had she she carried the load for this team last year at almost nineteen per game. Do you do you think she can get back to that level? And if she can, you know, or, or do you think she's more falling within the realm of what this team needs from her? They don't need her to be that dynamic scorer this year. Well, you're absolutely right. She was up. She was close to twenty in game last year. I mean, she's a first team All Big Twelve performer, and she was healthy last season. I think that was one big reason why she was had such a a high level performance um, last year is because she was finally physically healthy, had dealt with injuries during her time at Oklahoma before she transferred. Coming into the season, she has dealt with some chronic things from an injury standpoint too. Why her numbers probably aren't as high, but again not asked to do everything and that this system has changed and that's the ebb and the flow. And I think because of the the kind of the headiness of some of these players that they've understood that and that they don't have to score 20 a game. Now there's going to be nights where you, you know, where there are open shots and they've got to step up and knock those down and maybe Lee gets in foul trouble. Maybe she's sick. Maybe she turns an ankle. All of those things can happen. And so somebody's got to be ready to step up and take that role. But I think one of the reasons why Gabby Gregory's minutes stay the same, even though her production isn't necessarily there from a scoring standpoint, are some of those other intangibles. It's her ability to pass the basketball. She rebounds at an incredible rate for someone her size because of her toughness. And she'll defend. And you'll see that in her ability to be long and athletic out front. And that's one of the reasons why this team has been so good in the team defense side. They work at it together. They communicate and they've been very, very effective. Yeah. And I should have mentioned, I mean, Jeff Mitty mentioned on actually Jasmine Halliburton show. For those of you that aren't aware, haven't listened to it yet, check it out. It's called Run It Back. It's on the K-State KCSN channel, right where you find three mile. Listen to Jasmine's show. John Grove was on with her as well. They had Jeff Mitty on the pod this last week. So go check it out. But he did mention that Gabby Gregory has been playing a bit banged up. And I also just want to, I want to shout out Jalen Glenn, who's been terrific on the defensive end of the floor, often taking the other team's best offensive player, her length and her athleticism. She's been outstanding there, almost two steals per game. And then Briley Glenn, obviously as well. So, well, and I, and I would just say, Cole, I think that goes back to um, kind of more defined role of what the expectations are for these players, right? That you are not going to be expected to go out and put up 15, 18 a game. However, we our expectation is you need to defend and you need to defend at a high level. That's what's going to get you on the floor right now. The rest of it will come to play. This team can figure out a way if they if they don't score a ton as they did against Oklahoma. I mean, it was they put up 74 against OU and it did not feel like 74 points. I mean, that felt a lot less just because of the way and the flow of the game and the fact that they didn't shoot the ball very well. Some of that is on the flip side because of Oklahoma. They're, they only score 57, but yet they, you know, it's high volume. It's fast. That's how Jenny Branchick and her system is. And they just didn't hit a lot of shots last night. But I see that these are all players that you mentioned and that are in the starting lineup and coming in off the bench that are understanding their role. And I think that's kind of allowing this team to have a pretty good, darn good chemistry when they're on the floor. And that's making a huge, huge difference. Absolutely. Hey, Missy, looking ahead to Saturday's game in Manhattan. And again, yeah. everyone get get geared up for this one. Get to Bramlage if you can. 1 p.m. tip Saturday. You got a pair of 16-1 and teams in K-State and Texas. K-State's number eight in the NCAA net rankings. Texas is the number three team in the net. 
K-State's seventh in scoring margin, beating teams by an average of 26 points per game. Missy, I feel like every time I watch K-State or check the final box score, they're they're blowing the doors off of everybody. But Texas is is third nationally, defeating teams by 33 points per game. What As you look at this matchup, what are your biggest keys to the game in order for K-State to come out on top? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, You know, we have to preface it for all of those that don't know a ton. Um, that Texas is without uh, Roy Harmon. And yep. Roy Harmon is the preseason, was a preseason Big 12 player of the year in women's basketball. I think one of the best point guards in the nation. Um, thing I love about Roy Harmon is her motor, and her motor never shuts off, and it is on both ends of the floor. If you want to play at Texas, you got to get ready to get up and go, and that's what Vic Schaefer's going to ask, and Roy Harmon absolutely does that. They have been without her now as they've started Big 12. Um, They lost to Baylor to open the season, and then they've had two big wins. And I think the difference here for Texas, um, as I look at them, and they sit at 3-1 and now um, in the league, and they're number 10 in the country, and I think they still deserve that number 10 ranking in the polls um, because, you know, the only loss was the loss to Baylor, and, you know, that was without Rory. The, the thing here about Texas now going forward is they've got a, a fantastic front court in Taylor Jones, who is coming back, had been banged up. She's coming back from injury. She is fantastic. I'm a huge Taylor Jones fan. Um, they've got Deanna Gaston, Aaliyah Moore. They're in the post. Their front court's big. So they've got people to go up against Ioka Lee. I think where this game teeters for me is going to be with the backcourt because there really isn't a ton of depth now without Harmon for Texas. Shea Holly has had to step into the starting lineup. She played 40 minutes. I think she's played almost 40 minutes in every game since she's been inserted into the starting lineup. So she and um, Shaley Gonzalez, who was the transfer from BYU a year ago, was the pre or was the Big 12 newcomer of the year last year led Texas in scoring a year ago. She's back. So Gonzalez and Holly really are managing the backcourt. But then you've got the X factor, and I think that's Madison Booker, and she's incredibly talented preseason um, freshman of the year in the Big 12. So this is a very talented Texas squad, and they are going to defend. And we talked about pressure before, and we talked about what that feels like. And so I think if this Kansas State backcourt can take care of the basketball, manage the pressure, not allow Texas to get them sped up, to get them out of system. Um, We talk a lot about playing within the framework. Play within the framework of your offense. Play within the framework of your system. And uh, I think people sometimes are like, well, that means you just got to execute your plays and set your screens and move here. But it's more than that. It's being able to kind of control and manage the chaos because they will feel at times on Saturday – with what Texas will bring and what they will try to do, it will feel like chaos. And you have to be able to kind of take a breath and let that kind of come back to come back to you know planet Earth, kind of get your feet underneath you, and then not allow it to overwhelm you. Um, so I think th- those are going to be some of the things for me. I think you got to take the basketball. They've got to control sort of the pace as much as you can. And they're going to have to be aggressive. They've got to get the ball to Lee and they've got to allow her to see how Texas wants to defend her because that's going to be a big piece of the puzzle too. I'm glad you mentioned Harmon. It's a good call out, uh, Missy. She was injured 12 games into the season. At that time, she was averaging 14 points per game, 52% shooting, 7.8 assists, which 
if she qualified for it, uh, she would rank second in the country in assists per game. Uh, but because she's missed so much time now, she doesn't qualify in the NCAA stat book for that. Also, 5.6 rebounds, 3.1 steals per game. I mean, you're talking about an incredible stat line. She was yeah. fourth in the country in assists per game last year. Um, so, a terrific player and obvious. I mean, there was a reason. There was a reason why she was voted preseason player of the year yeah. in Week Twelve. I mean, there's really you, you can't deny it, right? And I just think from taking her out of the lineup was incredibly difficult. They were kind of dealt that blow right before they played Baylor, and I think they responded as best they could in that game against Baylor, and they were at home. But now that I think they're starting to find their footing, and it looks different, and their season will be different without Rory in the lineup. And some of that will fall to other players that are going to have to step up and give them more minutes. And it might be some different looks. They may not play as fast and sometimes be based on who's in their lineup. And that's something Kansas State's going to have to be able to adjust to on Saturday is that if Texas goes big, then you've got to be really solid defensively. That's where this team's going to have to block out and you can't give up second chances and you're going to have to take care of the basketball I think that's one of the things that comes down to me is that this K-State team's just got to value the possession on Saturday against Texas or that's you play right into their hands. Well, to tie into those points, Missy, I think a couple things that stand out that are going to be fascinating to watch. First of all, Texas, you mentioned it rebounding. They're fifth in the country in rebounding margin at plus 14.5 per game. K-State's 23rd. They're not bad at rebounding. They're plus 9.5 per game. This Texas offense, number two in the country at 51.4% field goal percentage, against the nation's number three field goal percentage defense. That's going to be fascinating to watch. Well, and go back and you look at this game that they, so they're going to be coming off their game at, uh, against Tex, or TCU. They played at home in Austin. Um, they beat TCU 72 to 60. Now, TCU, they are, are without Sedona Prince. It's another one of the bajillion of injuries that has covered college basketball that we're all seeing, men's and women's. Uh, Prince may be back towards the end of February. She broke a finger. Um, she may be returning to the TCU lineup, unlike Harmon, who will not be back because hers is an ACL. Um, but they only shot eight three-pointers in that entire game against TCU and put 72 on the board. Uh, they shot about 42% from for the game, but they were 22 of 53 from the floor. So this is a team that's going to, they they're going to take what the defense gives you. But they're going to be aggressive. They want to get to the rim. They've got players like Booker, who's got a mid-range jumper. Taylor Jones can step out and shoot a mid-range jumper. They've got more. They've got Gaston, who will be big inside. And you have to keep them off the glass. They want to generate second-chance opportunities. And I tell people all the time, and I say it on the air during broadcasts, second chances in offensive rebounding. Well, number one, my dad taught me many, many moons ago, 70% 70 of it is effort. 30% of it is position. So if you want to go get an offensive rebound, you got to want to go get the basketball, all right? The other part about offensive rebounding is it's not just necessarily about an easy putback and like a layup, right? Or somebody getting fouled. You extend the, pos the possession. Now you force your opponent to have to guard you through an entire other reset of that shot clock. Then maybe you get another offensive board and you get two or three passes on a ball reversal and they've got to guard you, and they've scrambled, they're out of position, and boom, you knock down a three from the opposite corner. So all of those things you start to tick away when you think about offensive rebounding, that that's where teams can just, those are backbreakers. Because you've defended and you're like, ooh, we got to stop, this is great. Can't get a loose ball, can't get the long rebound, now i got to go again, now i got to go again, and boom, you give up a three in the corner. 
That's what Kansas State can't have happen to the game against Texas on Saturday. They have got to go. It's got to be one and done. you got to block out at every position, and you're going to have to keep those big girls off the glass because they will punish you. Yeah, it's got to be gang rebounding out there. Everybody's got to go get the basketball. And, and to your point, I was at the men's basketball game against Nebraska this year, and Nebraska felt like they got every offensive board to start the second half. And it was so incredibly deflating. You could feel the air suck out of Bramlage in the first few minutes when they just kept getting every offensive board. And how often do you see it? After an offensive rebound, the best, the, the, it seems like the three-pointer always goes down on exactly. a kick out after an yeah. offensive rebound. It's such a, it's a good yeah. look. Usually the, the defense is all down in the paint and they get the open three. You know, and, and the other thing, Missy, that I was going to mention, you mentioned Taylor Jones, right? And, yeah. and she's coming off some injuries and she's playing only around 20 minutes per game. But what's interesting about this, 6-4 forward going against Ioka Lee. Ioka Lee's third in the country in field goal percentage at 68%. Taylor Jones is the number two field goal percentage player in the country at 69%. That, that's going to be interesting to watch. I don't know if they'll be matched up identically. And, and to your other point, one of the things that fascinated me about looking at Texas is they're 10th in the country at 30 38.5% from three. So I'm thinking, oh, these, these guys can really shoot it. But to your earlier point, only 18% of their entire shots from the floor come from three. I mean, they, they take the shots inside. They take what they give you. And uh, I think only 12 threes per game is right around what they're averaging. So it seems like a team that's going to put the ball at the rim and take you down low. Oh, absolutely. And you'll see that. I mean, this is going to be, they want to feed the post. They want to get those big, some touches. You mentioned Taylor Jones. I really like her. I think she is, um, she herself, up until about a couple weeks ago, was finally healthy. She had dealt, she herself had dealt with some chronic injury issues. She had transferred from Texas last year. She had been at Oregon State. She played a lot of minutes a season ago, especially when Aaliyah Moore got hurt for Vic Schaefer, so she stepped into that role. But I really just like she's a calm presence. She's got great hands, good footwork. She went, get this number, when they played Oral Roberts um, early in the non-con, she scored 27 points. She went 11 for 11 from the field and five of seven, no, six of seven from the free throw line. All right. So five, five of six. I'm sorry. She went five of six from the free throw line, 11 of 11 from the floor. All right. All two point shots. The only thing she missed the entire night was one free throw. So, I mean, she's efficient. And that is a kid that's got great touch and good hands and understands where she wants to score the basketball. So I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup. I think you'll absolutely see her and Ioka Lee go at it. You'll see Deanna Gaston in there against Lee. You're going to see some double teams. You're going to see triple teams. And it's different when that double team comes with multiple bigs rather than just maybe a big little or help side from a guard behind. She's going to have to be efficient herself. She's going to have to know when that's coming. She's got to get it rid of it quick. And you said it. This Texas team, they, they'll take threes when they're there. I think Gonzalez and Holly both have range. They're probably their best three-point shooters right now without Harmon available to them, and that's something that Rory had, has added to her game and was becoming more of an efficient three-point shooter before she got injured. But I think you'll see them, but they want to put it on the floor, and they're going to get to the rim. And if you can't get them stopped one-on-one, then they will have a heyday, and they will put it up, and they will get to the free-throw line and I'll tell you what, if you want to see a very talented freshman tune in and get to Bramlage on Saturday, because Madison Booker is really, really good. And that is one of the reasons why this Texas team, without a player of the caliber of Rory Harmon, has only lost one game in her absence. 
Well, you've been far too generous with your time, Missy, and uh, I, I could I could talk I could talk hoops with you all night. We might have to do this again sometime. I want to bring you on. I want to bring you on as well to talk about the K State men's basketball team as well and get your thoughts on them at some point. So we'll have to do this again. But I did have one final question for you: the gap goat. Yeah, the, the gap goat. I mean, I have to ask you about that. I mean, what you're you're a former player. Like what, what, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> and, uh, oh my God. Okay. Well, all right. Do you want, okay. I'm going to be honest with you, Cole. I'm okay. Give it to us. I, so I'm old school and I mean, I'm not, I mean, anybody could do the math. Okay. You're talking to someone that played in the big eight and the first year of the big 12. So just do the math. I'm old school. Um, so I don't do good with gimmicks. I, I, I'm not a gimmicky type person. You can ask my children. You can ask my husband. It's just kind of not my thing. So I would say this. I I come from the world of, uh, yeah, just get a stop. Get in a stance. Get a defensive stop. And let's go the other way. Like, we don't have to have something to reward you for it. Now, with that said, I understand. We are in a very completely different world of student athletes and what this looks like in college athletics. And I understand that this is, you know, kind of the new wave that this happens in certain scenarios. So um, again, not a gimmick person, but my thing is this, and I understand that there's a lot of, you know, consternation about it and, and people want it, but I, I say Kansas State's land grant school, Cole. I mean, we, they're known for ag. Right. This is an agricultural based institution. I just want a picture of a real goat. And I just want someone to go like put a little purple shirt on him and wave. And then that then we'd be done. And then, you know, I don't need a stuffed goat. I just want a picture of a real goat. Well, I uh, I think they're going to sell a lot of goats, though, Missy. Uh, I I know. I know. Shout out to uh, shout out to Gabby Gregory. I think she's doing them on her Amazon page, which is, by the way, brilliant. Uh, yeah. You know, make, make a little extra there. And I, yeah. held, I mean, yeah. you got to do what you got to do, baby. I love it. And like I said, I understand we are in a whole new universe when it comes to college athletics. But yet I embrace the land grant institution side of my alma mater. And so I say, let's just go get a cute little go take a picture, maybe put them on the video board like that. That's got to be something down the road that could be part of this. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, just want, uh, well, I want a photo with a real goat. That's what I want. Hey, hey, I appreciate the candid feedback, Missy, on that. I had to, I had to ask you about it at the end, and uh, and so it, it's. It, I was telling my wife about the gap goat last night, and she was fascinated. We have twin daughters that are four years old, and oh, I'm sure when I take, a, yeah, well, yeah, when I take them to a game, I'm probably have to buy them these goats. So. Yes. They're too. they're gonna probably have a couple and and you're gonna have my, two. You can't just buy one. You're gonna have to buy the oh team. oh yeah. You can, I mean you can't get them one thing. They're, they're oh. they just will fight the whole time. And uh, and you know what? I've already got the gold chain for the seven oh. stops because my seven year old son wants to look like the players. So he's all he asked for for his birthday were gold chains. So he's got awesome. he's got a bunch of chains. So we'll put that on the goat. And uh, when they get those seven. I've Seven different three-time stops in a game. We'll uh, we'll do that. So, hey, Missy, uh, appreciate it so much. Absolutely. It was great talking K-State women's basketball with you. Uh, go check out all your great work. Where, where can they find your work at The Next, Missy? Um, you could go to thenexthoops.com. Um, that's where I write a weekly column. It's called The Weekly Fast Break. Um, I do it all throughout the college basketball season, and I do other parts there. And then 
You can find me uh, usually on Mondays um, hosting our Lockdown Women's Basketball podcast where we talk about all things women's basketball. Um, but I love the next and everybody there. Fantastic people covering women's basketball all over the country, um, whether it's college, professional, international, you name it, they do it. And they're just an outstanding group. And I'm really, really fortunate to be able to work with all of them. Well, you heard it, K-State fans. Go check out all the great work that Missy's doing there. And then obviously... Listen to her on the call of several K-State games on radio or TV, depending on ESPN+. Plus. Her and Brian do just a terrific job, and it's an outstanding pair. You guys have been working together. You have such great chemistry and love listening to you guys analyze and break down a game. So appreciate the heck out of you, Missy. Thank you so much for jumping on to 3 Ma, and appreciate all of you for tuning in to another 3 Ma episode. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.